Chapter fifteen of Pee Wee Harris in Luck. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pee Wee Harris in Luck by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh. Chapter fifteen Handling the Crowd. The sun was just poking through the mist and conjuring the beady particles of moisture into tiny jewels when our heroes, with their rather bedraggled outfit, moved triumphantly up the main street of Snailsdale Manor to the village square. It seemed as if the great orb had deliberately waited to make an effective entrance into the festivities. Since Pee-wee's float was the only one which had come from a distance, the others had escaped the blighting effects of long exposure, and they formed a carnival of originality and colour as they stood clustered on the green, waiting to be drawn into line. Some were motor-driven, as the express vehicles and the buses, but most of them were drawn by horses. Every auto in the village, and nine-tenths of them were Fords, was decorated and filled with city folk in holiday spirit and attire. Wheelbarrows and bicycles, too, were pressed into service. Youths on draped stilts strutted about, waiting. A thriving business was going on in candy and lemonade. Flags and hotel pennants were everywhere, one bicycle with a bathtub conveyance beside it was occupied by a child in the briefest of bathing costumes, waving soap and towel. It must be confessed that the irrepressible Pee-wee felt a little chagrin amid this motley assemblage. Poor Simon was visibly flustered and ill at ease. Our hero beheld all about him designs and colour schemes and rolling architectural conceptions, which put his modest caravan to shame. Even Hope's tasteful draping, now wilted and heavy with moisture, did not redeem the grotesque van from a certain amateur crudeness that stuck out all over. It had looked very fine in the Goodale barnyard, but now, alas, among that galaxy of art and ingenuity supported by free expenditure, poor Pee-wee's much-flaunted float seemed cheap and rough and commonplace. His boasted luck seemed at last to have deserted him, he was even subdued by the consciousness of failure, as he gazed wide-eyed at the festive scene all about him. Almost ashamed, his eyes sought out the float of the Snailsdale house, and there it was, a veritable rolling lawn, with his faithless partner lying in a hammock strung between two imitation trees. There were several children on the float, too, and ladies playing cards and a straw-hat braggon, apparently faithless to his fliver, was there in all his glory. Hope jumped down and came tripping over to greet the boys from the farm. "'I think your float looks perfectly lovely,' she said, which she did not think at all. "'And it just makes me homesick to see that sign, and just to think of you two coming all the way from Goodale Farm. It's like a caravan from, you know, from Arizona.' "'Anyway, we're going to have two quarts of ice-cream,' said Pee-wee, too honest to let himself be deceived about his outlandish contribution to the pageant. "'There's just a perfect army of city people coming up tonight,' Hope said, "'and we're just going to be packed like sardines. Everett wanted me to ride in his car with him.' "'It isn't a car, it's a Ford,' said Pee-wee. "'You're horrid!' "'but I was afraid I'd be just jounced to death "'and would be all tired out for tonight. "'You know we're going to have a dance at the house tonight, "'and I'll let you into a little secret, too. 
you know those two perfectly lovely fellows who are coming up from highdome university mr skimper is going to have them represent us in the tennis match and they're experts they've both won prizes just imagine and the hotel packham thinks their team is going to win isn't it excruciating oh you must surely come and see us win if the sign on peewee's lumbering vehicle made hope homesick it had quite a different effect upon the joyous flippant rabble it was the one conspicuous outstanding feature of peewee's outfit and it aroused unholy mirth on every hand this was especially so as the other floats and marching units passed it to form in line hey sign where are you going with that wagon called one of the summer wits hey float where are you going with the fool peewee promptly retorted he had the equal of any of this kind of thing he sat on the peak of his roof ready to meet all comers is that sign meant to cover the wagon or is it meant to cover the farm another joker shouted and several girls carolled forth their appreciation of his wit it's meant to cover your mouth only it isn't big enough peewee roared where the dickens is Goodale manor farm someone queried you go nineteen thousand miles through the woods and take the second turn to your left someone answered then you jump in the well peewee shouted simon was greatly edified at the ease with which his small companion handled the passing show what ails goodale's farm a couple of young fellows began singing what's the good of goodale's another wit chimed in what's the good of all the snails in snailsdale peewee shouted at the top of his voice which caused much laughter all the snails came out of their shells to-day they come out when it rains indeed he looked funny enough straddling the old roof with his gaudy turban falling about his head and his mouth besmeared with jam they grow big signs down that thar farm shouted a young mimic how's the geese down there all right i'll tell them their brother was asking after them peewee answered how's the pigs piped up another voice fine how are all your family peewee shot back he was too engrossed with the zest of battle to be disappointed now he was in his element how's tomatoes the young mimic shouted for answer he received a demonstration which effectually convinced him that tomatoes were both ripe and soft a hard-boiled egg was next seized for light artillery use but peewee couldn't bring himself to part with that and he decided just in the nick of time to eat it he laughs best who laughs last and peewee laughed last in one sense at least for he was the last in the procession the officials of the pageant did not give simon a chance to drive into line until there wasn't any more line and the oxen had to be urged to speed ahead in a frantic search for it they proceeded at the breakneck pace of about two miles an hour and caught up with it around the corner every circus must have its clown and every pack its joker and on such terms peewee was not unwelcome at the tail of the parade perhaps it was appropriate that goodale farm the last place in creation should have the last float in the parade it caused unstinted laughter along the way chiefly because of its great sign which was bigger than that on the commercial hotel and its small scout who was almost as small as the weather vane on the same hotel and fully able like the weather vane to handle the situation from any direction the trouble was with the oxen which kept falling behind going first in second then in first gear 
until they finally stalled all together in front of the Snailsdale ice-cream parlour. Whether they had been bribed to do this, it was impossible to say. End of chapter 15